You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Shack. Sports Shack. It's Sports Shack. And welcome to episode 187 of the Sports Yak. Oh, you mean the Urban Shocker episode? <laughs> yes. Really? Urban Shocker. The former pitcher for the Yankees and the St. Louis Browns led the American League in wins with 27 in 1921, went back to the Yankees in 27. They've got Murderer's Row for a lineup. He's the pitcher who wins 18 games despite suffering from heart disease all season. Urban shocker. That sounds like a character my son plays on Fortnite. Sounds like some kind of gesture you'd see out on the street is what it sounds like. What was that handshake I just saw? It was the the Urban Urban Shocker. (laughs) Family Broadcasting Corporation. The crowd's going wild. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! With the love for my father, my sister, and my team, that's the only thing I wish I could just say something to him again. Last time I talked to him was when... We were here, and I asked him to get 50, and he got 60. It's the last time I spoke to him, and I just wish I could have, you know. So it, it definitely changes me. I have to, because I work a lot. You, you, you guys know what I do. I, I, I work probably more than the average guy, but I just really have to now just take time and just call and say, I love you. I'm going to try to do a better job of just reaching out and just talking to the people rather than always procrastinating because you never know. Life is too short. I never, I could never imagine nothing like this. Well, uh, before we really jump in, I, I want to add just a little bit of thought to Kobe Bryant because okay. I've had some time to think about it because uh, I've, I've turned a corner of being amazed by the amount of people that that has impacted. 
is death. Yesterday, I watched Jimmy Kimmel's Monday night show. Okay. Which was without an audience mm-hmm. and three minutes of him paying tribute. He was visibly upset. Yes. And Kobe had been on 15 times. Oh, really? Okay. 15 times. And he was on directly after some very pivotal moments. Titles, uh, gold medals, the new book, a handful of stuff. So, obviously, he and Jimmy had a great relationship. When Jimmy's son went through heart surgery, Kobe was texting, how is he? What could I help with? Um, So, there there was a friendship off the show. Sure. And as I watched that, I was... I was having a moment of, I think, personally, I had a, for lack of a better word, a problem with Kobe because his name was chipping away at my hero's name. Ah, okay. Because anytime, so you're a Jordan guy, yeah. and you had issues with Kobe. Yeah, because I would hear, well, he's the new Jordan. And he and in my mind, and I can't back this up, it's like, you know, let's see the numbers, or I, you know, right. I don't yeah. know. Understandable. I, I, I'm not seeing what they're seeing, but and I have to remember that it's also a generational thing, and he was a big deal to people. And I think I'm more and more loving any photo I see with him and his daughters. Mm-hmm. That to me is a big deal. He could take anybody. He could take those two hours at an NBA game and be having a heavy duty conversation with a mover and shaker. But he chooses his children. Right. And I loved seeing that. And it was a great reminder to me of how much that matters more than anything else. Well, and honestly, you didn't see pictures of Michael with the kids. No. But we didn't have social media back then. Correct. You know, But, I mean, the paparazzi yeah. was all around Jordan. And you rarely saw pictures of him. You heard of him going to the casinos. You heard of him going playing golf. He was the guy's guy, smoking the cigars. Yeah. Things like that. And and you heard of possible indiscretions as well. Um, Kobe, of course, we heard of possible indiscretions early, but he seemed to have overcome that. He and his wife seemed to have worked through that. Being a father, I think, changed him a lot. Yes. And then you see LeBron today very active with his children very active in helping underprivileged youth and you kind of see the the evolution of this Mm -hmm. i remember uh, learning juanita's name way kind of after michael and when you see uh footage of like they would show some stuff the last couple of days of kobe winning something and the reaction of his wife and family i was like okay i'm getting it Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm starting to get it a little bit more but it's just, it is interesting, and I mentioned this on the previous episode of my son is all Zion, a couple of years older than him. They're all LeBron, you know, and then Kobe in the 90s, and you and I, Jordan. Right. And, uh, I mean, who would have been before us? Bird, Magic Johnson. Bird and Magic, yeah. Yeah. But, but a lot of that is provincial, too. It depends on where you are. So Kobe was L.A. West yeah. Coast games, three hours behind, Yes, he's Kobe. He's a big star. You see him a lot, but we didn't see him as much as we saw Jordan because we saw every game with Jordan being where we were. I mean, he was a Chicago Bull. Chicago was our team. Thus, he was our guy. How would you have felt about Michael Jordan had he played in Cleveland? Right. So, uh, 
one of those interviews on Jimmy Kimmel uh, was right after apparently a comment made by Kobe about Shaq. And it was taken out of context, and he had spent the previous 20 minutes talking about, and he said this, Chuck, in my opinion, Shaq could have been the greatest player of all time, which I've never heard anyone say. But he said if he pumped up his work ethic, he could have been the greatest dominant player of all time. But he, but then he ends up saying, kind of lazy. And so that is what got elevated in the conversation. Sure. They had to have a conversation. But then fast forward to seeing Shaq last night on the broadcast, the man was broke. Yeah. You know? Still is. And uh, and I played you that audio this morning. That they hadn't talked in four years, which is tough. They're friends. They were texting. Right. They te- They replaced phone conversation with text, which admittedly these days a lot of people do. Yeah. But I still think there's something to actual communication voice yes. to voice with people. Maybe that's a generational thing too. No, I've I'm going out of my way to hit the call button when I talk to my son if he's away. Right. Texting is easy. That is his language. But uh I'm going to hang on to voice to voice. Okay? I've aired that out. Good thoughts. Uh let's talk about the Purdue Boilermakers. Well, there's not a lot to talk about other than the fact that they're they're losing. Uh, they can't win road games. They lost again on the road last night. Admittedly, Rutgers, Rutgers is not the Rutgers that we've become accustomed to. They're actually good, and they're in the top 25, and they beat Purdue last night in front of their fifth straight sellout crowd at the rack, 70-63, to 63, and Purdue is now 11-10. and 10. I don't see any way they get into the NCAA tournament, although uh, Bracketology as recently as a week ago had them in as a 12 seed. I I don't see them getting into the NCAA tournament unless they get hotter than a Kino stove here as we go through February. Have they had the conversation yet, do you think, of like, look, we have to win every game to get into this thing? Is it it that time yet? I I, I don't think Matt Painter is worried about the tournament. I, I think... Not to be cliche, but I think they literally take one game at a time, and they want to win, but they're they're not good enough. They lost Carson Edwards to the NBA, some other people that they were counting on. Matt Harms has not stepped up as any kind of offensive solution this year. Hmm. Uh, they don't play the kind of defense that they played in the past. And so what, what's frustrating about this Purdue team is you saw what they did to Virginia back in December. If you remember that game, they absolutely dismantled the Cavaliers at Mackey Arena. But now even playing at Mackey, it's it's a bit of a question mark. Hmm. And they can't win any games on the road. Um, Michigan did win a road game last night. They finally snapped out of it despite the suspension of Xavier Simpson. They went and won at Nebraska by 11. So that's a good win for Jawan Howard's team because they've been scuffling too. So tonight, you fast forward to tonight, you've got Notre Dame at home against Wake Forest. The Irish are 2-6 and six in the ACC, but they got three straight home games coming up here. If you're going to fix it, you got to fix it now. And Wake Forest is the perfect team to fix it against because this just in, they're not any good. So if you lose to them, you might as well just pack it in, Okay. Right now, the Irish are not an NCAA tournament team either. They're they're looking like they've got NIT plastered all over their foreheads as well. So 
Now, are they capable of turning it around? Yeah, I think they are because if you look at their last six losses, Corey, their last six losses are by a combined 14 points. They are they are the perfect horseshoes team. They're close, and it counts in horseshoes, but it doesn't count in college basketball. Mm. So they got to find a way to get a win tonight. And Indiana, can you bounce back from a game you should have and could have won at home on Sunday against Maryland? Can you bounce back from that and go on the road where the Hoosiers have notoriously had problems, as everybody in the Big Ten has, and go to Penn State tonight, a place where they traditionally have not played very well, and get a get a victory over the Nittany Lions? I'd like to say shout-out to Tom Noyce, South Bend Tribune, who I'm confident, Chuck, is not an actual listener of the Yak, more interested in the length of the Yak <laughs> As he tells me, he's the current record holder of the longest episode. I do not know that as a fact. I will have to fact check that. Yeah. But uh, there's that. And also Brad Miller, who listens to the act. This I know. Shout out to him. So you ran into them I last did. night at an eatery? 59 cent wing night at the fireside on the, over the state line, as a matter of fact. We were both in the town of Edwardsburg. Anything else said about the act? Uh, no, not a thing. Other than the fact that Tom wants to be back on the act, and, and we welcome that mm-hmm. at, at the appropriate time. I do. I did not get to make a joke, though, that apparently Brad and Tom uh, traded emails and said, what shirt are you going to wear? I'll oh, wear it, too. that's a problem. There was yeah. a, it was a, you know, like, oh, did you guys call mm-hmm. each other for dinner with each other? Kind well, of thing. Tom will be busy tonight. Yeah. Uh, trying to make deadline there. Let the me ask you this, and we, and we haven't seen this article, obviously. Do you think he'll weave any kind of superhero reference into the article because it's it is superhero, superhero night? night. Uh, the Irish could use a superhero. So, yeah, I could see that possibly happening. It'll give us a reason to glance at the article tomorrow. So what are you saying? You don't read Tom's stuff? I'm very busy, <laughs> and the website's blocked. Let's well, talk about <laughs> that. Yeah, that's more of an internal problem. That's something our IT people have to get over. But they got the it, bots. Maybe it's not just them. Chuck, they got the bots. Uh, let's talk about high school basketball. As you are preparing, I see you every morning, tip tap tappy, tippy tappy on your computer. Yes, getting ready for not one but two games this weekend. But last night, Last night, a uh, a very good night in high school basketball. We'll start in Indiana on the boys' side. Demarcus Vaughn, who is a thousand point scorer in his career at South Bend, Washington, added to that tally last night with thirty six. And the Panthers go down to Walkerton and beat a good John Glenn team on the road, eighty three to seventy. We'll see John Glenn Friday night on TV forty six when they take on New Prairie. I'll see them today when I go down there for practice. So uh, that was a good win for Washington, the NIC. The team that's really heating up and maybe playing as about as well as anybody in the area right now is Northridge. They won their fifth straight last night. They beat Clay 68-49. As I look at Northridge's schedule down the stretch here, Corey, I think they could run the table until the sectional. I think they could go undefeated throughout the month of February and roll into the uh, Elkhart sectional with the best record in the field and looking like the favorite. They're they're playing very well together. They're getting contributions from a lot of people. 
last night, one of their leading scorers, if not their leading scorer, Sam Smith, led the way with 18 points. But they got big games out of guys like Cam Nepp. Um, guy comes off the bench, I think the last name Taylor had a big game. Alex Stouffer is as a good player is going to Indiana Westland. They've got some very nice talent on that Northridge team, and and they're looking very strong. On the girls' side, the game of the night was at Northside Gym. Elkhart Central and Warsaw likely to meet in the semifinals of the Warsaw sectional a week from Friday. They're both in the final week of the regular season. They went to head-to-head last night at Northside Gym and played a dandy. It went to double overtime. Blazers have a one-point lead. Warsaw is working the ball around, trying to get the last shot. Central deflects a pass, knocks it away. It's recovered just at the midcourt stripe by Warsaw's Kenzie Ryman, who turns, flings the ball at the basket before the buzzer, gets nothing but the bottom of the net. (laughs) And the Tigers win it 63-61. So Lenny Krebs' squad gets a uh, big road win last night in double overtime, beating a very good Elkhart Central team. That could be a honey of a rematch in Warsaw next Friday night. Also last night, um, Nevaeh Foster, the Marion fabulous freshman, sets their single-school scoring record for a season. She had 28 last night as the Knights absolutely blitzed a very good Bremen team. 70-39. to Steve Scott's team is looking strong. We may see them on 46 uh, a week from Friday. We're going to do the John Glenn girls sectional next week and very well may have Marion and St. Joe in that second semifinal. Also last night, speaking of great individual performances, Jasmine Watts from Riley, another 1,000-point scorer in the area. She ties the school record with 43 points on senior night as Riley blitzes Elkhart Memorial. Up in Michigan, your alma mater, Lakeshore Lancers, 10-0, and 0, Corey. They throttled Battle Creek Lakeview last night, 48-36. to 36. Also, um, Edwardsburg with a win over Sturgis, 56-51. Sturgis' best player, uh, Thomas Kurowski, out with, uh, he was hobbled with a groin injury, and his dad... The head coach, Keith Kurowski, had to miss the game because of a suspension for some reason. I think he might have gotten a couple of technical fouls. Keith's been known to do that. And so Edwardsburg takes advantage of the missing folks and and gets a 56-51 victory over the Trojans last night. Benton Harbor had to come from behind. They got 27 from the Butler recruit Carlos Johnson and beat Pennefield by 14, but they were trailing by five at halftime. Big second half for the Tigers, who are now ranked number five in Division Two in the state of Michigan. So that was the high school scene last night. Of course, if you ever need any of the scores, they're on our 46 Sports Facebook page. I Correct me if I'm wrong, you either liked or retweeted an article about the Washington basketball team. Was that you? Well, uh, it was shared on the Pulse FM page, or it was tweeted on the Pulse FM page, and then I shared it on our 46 Sports page. But Ryan Varga and his team... Um, I believe went to the food bank of Northern Indiana last week and put in. Well, I, I thought I saw the date. They might have gone over to the the Granger Community Church food drop. Okay, I think they that's were a part of that. Yes, that's very much a hands-on event mm-hmm. and uh, fed some local people in the community. 
Yes. I love hearing about that kind of stuff. And we have we have many. I could never share all the local teams who do things. I think our coaches here in the area do a great job of trying to get their athletes involved in community service. I know that was something, even when I was coaching at the grade school level, that I tried to do with my teams to show them, hey, you know, but by the grace of God, you could be in a situation where you need the help that these people need. Mm-hmm. Let's help them out. Let's let's show a dedication to service here. Okay. You've got some football news for us to talk about. Well, this was the big story yesterday and a, and a huge spread on this uh, in both the Elkhart and South Bend papers today. Rodney McGraw, defensive end at Elkhart Central, he will be at Elkhart High School next year, has been a highly recruited young man. And Michigan State, Notre Dame, Penn State, um, all kinds of schools, I think Michigan, all have had their eyes on this young fella. He's a he's a raw talent. He's 6'6", about 230 pounds, very quick off the ball, still struggles somewhat in run defense, but he's a heck of a pass rusher. And he has made his verbal commitment now to play football at IU. He would be the first... Elkhart Community Schools player to get a full scholarship for football from IU hmm. in 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And really found a connection with Tom Allen. Tom Allen is a big into fellowship of Christian athletes, uh, former high school coach at Ben Davis High School in Indianapolis, has been the head coach at IU now for about three years. Has them pointed in the right direction. Took them to a bowl game this year. Took them to eight wins. And I think Rodney really felt a connection with him, with his position coach, Coach Hagen down at IU. Um, liked, liked the academics and the help that he could get there. Liked uh, the strength and conditioning program, realizing that it could help make him a better player. And so he's going he's gonna to commit to Indiana which I think is is a good fit for him. Um, and we'll, we'll obviously be keeping an eye to see how he does there. Uh, tennis news, and we can wrap things up. Rafael Nadal upset today by Dominic Thiem in four sets. So Nadal, the top seed at the Australian Open, knocked out in the quarterfinals. Uh, t- tonight, it's the women's semifinals, and all eyes will be on the top seed the Australian Ashley Barty. Uh, but as we go forward in the tournament, the, the big match that everybody is looking forward to, I believe, would be tomorrow morning, and that is Novak Djokovic against Roger Federer, and that's in the semifinals. Djokovic was who I picked earlier on the show to win the Australian Open, but obviously uh, Federer, now in the probable twilight of his career, uh, will be the fan favorite there. Okay. I've made it to episode four or five of Little America on yeah. Apple TV. Have you made it to the uh, the silence retreat episode yet? No. Haven't haven't gone past the first two. Okay. Uh, watching a documentary on JFK that's available on Amazon Prime. Okay. And uh, kind of recalling some history there. So that, that's where my efforts were put in in what limited TV time I had last night. Uh, can I make a confession? Give it to me. Okay. I took the Jeopardy test last night to 
try to become a contestant on Jeopardy. Really? Yeah. You feel like now is the time? Well, my kids have been on me to try it. You know, you did win the Family Broadcasting Corporation Christmas Party Trivia Luncheon. Yes, I You did. literally single-handedly yeah. won that. It wasn't quite as uh, difficult as the Jeopardy test. Yeah. Um, I think I did okay. Does it tell you how you did? No. It doesn't tell you how you did. And the other thing is they have a year to get back with you as to whether you made the show or not. Wow. So that tells you that um, should something happen to Alex Trebek, this show will continue. Have they talked at all about if that happens? Uh, I think there is a plan in the works. I think there has been somebody kind of pre-selected. Have you heard any names? I, I, haven't, I haven't read a I thing. I have not, but I've kind of heard that they have somebody in mind. Hmm. Probably handpicked by Alex. Yeah? Okay. Um, the true star of that show is Johnny Gilbert. <laughs> I'm glad you know that. Yes, the 95-year-old announcer. Do they kind of tell you, like, okay, here's what you're signing up for, and here's what happens if you go through? Yeah, they, they kind of give you an idea. So let's say that I did well enough on the test that they that they decide, okay, we want this guy to, to be a contestant. Mm-hmm. There are auditions throughout the country that you can go to. Okay. I signed up for Indianapolis. So then I would go down there, and there would be Jeopardy producers with whoever qualified from that region, mm-hmm. and they would just kind of interview you, get to know you, play a little, you play a little Jeopardy against some other people. They want to see, you know, they want to see your personality. They don't want just a total dud. Boy, I'd push back on that. That's the majority. I see on that well, show. Well, maybe they do want The price just is a, right. I see personality. I don't see that on Jeopardy. Yeah. I see I see weird. Well, maybe that's what they're looking for. I don't so, know. So, back to the test part. Are you timed? Yes. You have 15 seconds to type in your answer. You don't have to put it in the fra- form of a question. You'll have 50 questions that are asked of you. And you, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being uh, easy, 10 being that was freaking hard. Six, six or seven. Okay. It's challenging. All right. Um, You know, there there are some, as anybody would know who has watched the show, there are some categories that you're going, like one of the categories was World Series. Well, I'm going to do pretty well in that category. Yeah. Um, now, when they ask me about the, the author who uh, wrote this Greek tragedy, that ain't happening. That's not Uncle Chuck's category. What do you think your absolute worst category is? Like, if it comes up, you you're genuinely in trouble. Um, hmm, <laughs> probably current pop music. Okay, you know there was one on there. Oh, Sunday night at the Grammys. Like, yeah, who is that? Right. I used to know that stuff. I like mean, the I, back of my hand. I threw out a name. I threw out the name Billie Eilish because I thought, well, she just won five Grammys. <laughs> So maybe that's who sang that song. I don't know. (laughs) What was the song? Do you remember? I don't. Oh, darn. Yeah. Wasn't Mandy? No. No, it wasn't. (laughs) You know what? We didn't get to talk about this on the air. Let's save it for this little show that we're on. What do you want to talk about, Uncle Corey? So we have a new radio station app that has a feature called Song Request. 
You press the button, you put in your name, you put in your email should you choose, you put in the song, shoom, right into the studio. 5.54 a.m. Mm-hmm. I see the name Drew. I see the email that I recognize from our CEO and president, and I see the request, which is Mandy by Barry Manilow. Now, first of all, I go 5.54. He's up early. Secondly, is he actually listening? Because he knows we don't play that song. But maybe he's messing with me, kind of giving me a, hey, are you, are you in and there? And testing working? the app. Testing the app. So I fire back an email to him that says, are you really requesting Mandy by Barry Manilow? Moments later, I hear it's a song about his dog from said president and CEO. Mm-hmm. About 30 minutes later, in walks Chuck Freebie. And I tell him this story, and it turns out you are the culprit. What do you mean? You are the one who requested the song on the app under the surname Drew and the email. I wanted to see how how that part of the app worked. But you are not the person who responded to my email. No, I'm not. It was, you sent an email to the CEO of the company at 6 in the morning. Good he, job by you. And he actually <laughs> responded. Good job by you. <laughs> you. And the beauty of his response is he didn't say, no, I didn't request that. He just kind of led you on down the path. I heard it was a song about now, a dog. let me ask you this. At any point in that hour between, well, almost an hour, between 5.54 when that was sent and when I show up in the studio about 6.45, Mm -hmm. at any point in that, especially after you get the response from him, did you think, I better find Mandy? I did not. I did not go there. I did not play it. I thought briefly of like, how do I tie this into what we do? Because I can do that. Like I can use it as some sort of something. <sighs> I did not play. Darn. Because <laughs> that... I'm not going to give you... That would have been the capper. I'm right not there. you the satisfaction. I know we've got a break format here. You tricky trick. But our CEO <laughs> has requested a special song on this Wednesday morning. Oh. Here it is. Barry Manilow <laughs> with Mandy. Was that an impression of me? Is that how I would have done it? Hmm. Not really. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, now the question is, do I go in for the revenge, or do I let that be the funny little moment between you and I? That's a decision that you have to make. I know whatever I say on this show will be contracted and uh, contradicted as well. Mm-hmm. Let's end it there. I feel like we've done all that we can do today. <laughs> yeah, we've done some damage, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks for listening. Please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode, and apparently some of you have. Appreciate that. You can leave a review. That's always helpful as well. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga, Urban Shocker, not a handshake. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. The Sports Yak theme song by Rhett Walker. 
Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Souza. Executive producer is Danae Hughes. In partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak Archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. 